is up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of Money Talks Hockey. I'm your host, Matt Lauren, and let's get underway. We have a lot to talk about this episode. Uh, NHL season gets underway tomorrow, and it should be a very exciting time for fans all across the world. Anyway... A lot to talk about, like I just said. And let's just start out with a brief World Juniors recap. USA won the gold medal, beating Canada 2-0 in the gold medal game. Canada was projected to be a heavy favorite, and they were very deep. I was really impressed by both Bowen Byram and Dylan Cousins. I thought that they lived up to expectations, even exceeded them, especially after... Kirby Doc went down with a wrist injury in the pre-tournament game. I was really surprised by Devon Levi, uh, Team Canada's goalie. He was a seventh-round pick by the Florida Panthers this year and is currently a freshman at Northeastern. He played very well throughout the whole tournament, and he was really a rock for that Canada team. I also thought Quinton Byfield was okay. He was definitely overshadowed by some of those 0-1 guys. And overall, Team Canada played very, very well, was an extremely deep team, and it was definitely an exciting World Juniors. Team USA, on the other hand, Trevor fucking Zegris. That man was so dominant throughout the entire tournament I mean, how many points did he have? He had seven goals and 11 assists for 18 points in seven games. That is just incredible. This guy has always been one of the top prospects, one of the best O1s in the world. And he's certainly living up to the hype, even exceeding it. And. I think he should slide in with Anaheim very nicely this year. It's going to be a very fun player to watch in the future. Other guys like Alex Turcotte and Cole Caulfield were also very dominant. They definitely uh, lived up to the hype that they've achieved. And... There were some other guys like Boldy and Brett Burrard and also Matty Beneers, who, at least for me, were pleasant surprises. They both uh, really built up some stock, and I think that they are going to be very good to watch in the future. And overall, Team USA was very was a very deep team as well, and they fought hard and beat Canada in the finals. Spencer Knight, on the other hand, I thought that he was met just okay for most of the tournament. Definitely looked a bit shaky, as he has in previous international play. However, in the gold medal game, he was absolutely dominant. He had an incredible performance. I don't know how many saves he had off the top of my head. 
But again, Florida, Florida's done some pretty good drafting with their goaltending just overall. Moving on to some other players that should be noted. I think that Yaroslav Askarov, uh, Predators draft pick, drafted him in the first round this year. He, while he has played very well in the KHL, he looked very shaky throughout the tournament and did not play his best hockey. I think that it's not too, too much of a concern, but it's definitely something to look for. Uh, for going forward when he goes back to Russia. And I'm curious to see how he plays there. I think that part of it was he's playing against better competition and he's just not used... He's playing against grown men. And right now he... In seven games he has... In Russia he has a .96 GAA and a 962 save percentage, which is very, very dominant. But I don't know, just his performance at the World Juniors is something that should be noted. But I think that he still has a bunch of years left in Russia, like maybe two or three before he goes over to Nashville. I also was very, very impressed by Tim Stutzel's play. I think that Stutzel was far and away the best player on a weak Germany team, including a team that was shorthanded because of COVID. They had a bunch of guys test positive. It uh, is going to be very interesting to see what he does in Ottawa. He definitely lives up to the third overall pick hype. I think that, again, another very, very, very exciting and fun player to watch. Uh, Again, NHL training camps are just wrapping up, and the puck is going to drop in less than 36 hours. First game is tomorrow. So what we are going to do this episode is do predictions for all 31 NHL teams. The way that we are going to do them is by division. So we're going to start out with the North, then move on to the East, Central, and the West, and then do each team in that division alphabetically. So... Let's cut right to the chase and start off with the North Division. First off, first up, we have the Calgary Flames. Last year, they went 36, 27, and 7 for 79 points. They lost to the Dallas Stars in the first round of the playoffs last year. And they added a franchise goalie in Jacob Markstrom. And this is the first rock-solid franchise goalie that they've had, probably since Mika Kiprasov. I'm very excited to see what Markstrom can do there. And while Riddick is still a very, very solid number two option, 
Markstrom should uh, be getting the bulk of the games, and it's an exciting time to be a Flames fan in the sense that you guys have your franchise goalie. Most of your stars are back. Gaudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, Backlund, Giordano, just to name a few. But especially from Monaghan and Gaudreau, they should be looking to bounce back after last year. I think they both had disappointing seasons. And if they can bounce back, they can be a very, very good team in this division. They also have young prospect Yuso Valimaki. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Back, he missed all of last year with an ACL injury. I think he has top four potential. He'll probably start out as a bottom pairing guy. But it definitely gives them depth. They also added Dominic Simone, Chris Tanev, who should be a solid uh, second-pairing right-handed defenseman. They also added Josh Levo and Joachim Nordstrom as more forward depth. I think Nordstrom will be very good on that fourth line. He's very good at killing penalties, and overall they have a lot of depth. Andrew Mangiapane was a very pleasant surprise, at least for me last year. He definitely popped off, and it'll be fun to see what he can do this year. Overall, they're a solid team. They should be a playoff team, probably looking at a number three or four seed in the North Division. Next up, we have their division rivals, the Edmonton Oilers. The Battle of Alberta this year should be incredible. Just with 10 games against each other, all the tension last year, it's going to be fun to watch. Last year, the Oilers went 37-25-9 for 83 points. They lost in the qualifying round to the Chicago Blackhawks. Obviously, the Oilers have McDavid and Dreisaitl, two top five players. They also have... uh, Good secondary scoring, aside from those big boys, in Nugent Hopkins and uh, some other guys as well. I think that Kyle Turris will be a nice addition on that team, like good third-line center, maybe. I also am really interested in looking forward to seeing what Keeler Yamamoto can do. While he had a small sample size, he had he was nearly a point per game player. He uh, went 11, 15, and 26 in 27 games, and he should probably he should be a top six forward on that team. I uh, also expect Ethan Bear to make a big jump this year. They. Lost Oscar Clefbaum for the year with a shoulder injury. And they also added Tyson Berry for uh, more defensive help. Uh, they also added Dominic Cahoon, Slater Cuckoo, 
and uh, who else did they add? And they brought back uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. I think that goaltending, it'll be interesting because Miko Koskinen, I personally think he's underrated. He's good, big, moves well for a big guy, but he's definitely not an elite goalie. However, Mike Smith is a shell of himself. He is 38 years old, and he has become more and more ineffective as the years have gone on. Overall, I do expect them to be a contending team in that division, and the Oilers should be fun to watch. Next up, we got the Montreal Canadiens. Now I know I have a bunch of Frenchies that listen to this, but hear me out. You guys traded Max Domi for Josh Anderson. You then proceeded to give Josh Anderson a seven-year contract worth $38.5 million, cap hit of 5.5 per year. I think that's too much term. I think that Josh Anderson... While he's still young, uh, is coming off a season in which he was hurt and downright ineffective when he was healthy. He only put up four points in 26 games. I think you're giving him too much term. I think that a two or a three year bridge deal for him would have been perfect. But no, you decided to give him the big contract, and I just don't think it's going to play out well. I, you guys picked up, the Habs picked up Toffoli, Edmondson, Jake Allen, and Corey Perry, and Michael Froelich in free agency. Uh, Tyler Toffoli should uh, be a very good top six winger on that team. He provides a lot of scoring, a lot of, a lot of offense, and he's just a fun player to watch. Joel Edmondson, I think... The Habs also overpaid, giving him a four-year deal uh, worth $14 million. I don't think he's that good, and I just don't think he should be making $3.5 million per year. Jake Allen should be a nice backup to Price. He is very consistent. I know he got uh, overtaken by Bennington uh, in St. Louis. But he's still a very, very, very capable goalie. Uh, the Habs also have a lot of prospects still developing, whether it be Jesperi Kotkaniemi, Nick Suzuki, Alexander Romanov, who has looked extremely good in training camp. And he should be fun to watch if he can develop. But the Habs also have not had a great track record of development recently. I expect the Habs to miss the playoffs. If you guys have a very good season, I can see you guys sneaking in as the four seed. But that's your ceiling. That's the Habs ceiling. Next up, we have the cellar-dwelling Ottawa Senators. I'll give it to them. They had a solid offseason. 
They drafted Tim Stutzel, who should be a star in this league for many years to come. You signed, they signed Evgeny Dadanov, who is also a top six forward. Should slot in nicely on the top line there. Also provides a lot of scoring. And uh, they also signed depth guys Austin Watson, Alex Galchenyuk, and they traded for Matt Murray, giving them a solid franchise goalie if he can bounce back. If he can bounce back is a key word, though, as he has been plagued by inconsistency lately. But he's still only 26, and it should be interesting to see what he can do with this Ottawa team. The Senators still have a pretty deep prospect pool, whether it be Stutzel, Josh Norris, Ridley, Ridley Grieg, Vitaly Abramov, uh, Eric Brandstrom, Maxime Lois, or whoever. They are. They'll be good in a few years, but they're still a bottom feeder for now. I think that if you give them time, give them, uh, give the prospects time to develop, and Eugene Melnick does sells the team or stops penny pinching, they can be a very good team in a few years. The Leafs is next up. We have the Toronto Maple Leafs. They were. 36, 25, and 9 with 81 points. They lost in the qualifying round to the Columbus Blue Jackets last year. I think they overall had a good offseason. They added some veteran grit, including Joe Thornton, who will be centering Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. They also added Wayne Simmons, who should be a nice, gritty bottom six forward. While he doesn't have that scoring touch, he still brings a very physical game. And I think that's something that the Leafs have been lacking recently. They also brought in Jimmy Vesey. Should be a middle six guy. Still only 27 years old. And they brought in Zach Bogosian and TJ Brody on the back end to help there with more defensive depth because, again, that's something that they also were lacking. I think the window for the big four, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, is still closing. They take up nearly 40% of the cap, just those four guys. And if things don't work out within the next year or two, they probably need to make some changes. They look uh, a lot better on paper, but I still think they're underrated. And they should be a top team in this division. Should be a contender. Next up, we have the Vancouver Canucks. Last year, they went 37, 20, 36, 27, and 6. Good for 78 points. And they lost to Vegas in the second round of the playoffs last year. Their young guns are all still maturing. Besser, Pedersen, Hughes, and even Bo Horvat, who's still only 25. Hard to believe. He's been in this league for what seems like oh, quite a while now. 
JT Miller broke out, but I expect a slight regression. Not too, too much, but he, I do not think he's going to be on the same level as he was last year. He'll probably be on the top line with Besser and Pedersen. They also added Braden Holtby and Nate Schmidt. Holtby signed a two-year deal worth $8.6 million. It should be like a tra- transition period while Demko learns from him and looks to take over the starting role within the next few years, maybe become that franchise goalie. I also like the Nate Schmidt trade. I think he is a good defenseman, pretty solid, can play both sides of the point, and will probably be a top four defenseman. They are still very young and have a good farm system. It just depends if they can develop some of their guys like you like Ole Levy or Niels Hogland Niles Hoglander or some of the other guys. But they should be a top three team in this division. Next up for our last team in the Central Division, we have the Winnipeg Jets. Last year they went 37, 28, and 6. Good for 80 points, and they lost to the Calgary Flames in the qualifying round. I think they are still top-heavy. They rely a lot on their offense, and some of those big guns, such as Shifley and Wheeler, took a, took a bit of a step back last year. Line A has trade rumors uh, still swirling around him. I think that the Jets would be stupid to give him up. I don't know what Kevin Sheveldayoff wants for him. I also liked how they brought back Paul Stasny. Should be a solid middle six center. Probably going to be on the second line. Uh, Jack Roslovic is still a restricted free agent. He is holding out and has requested a trade. There's one thing that the Jets really needed to do this offseason, but they didn't do. They need help on the back end, and I mean badly. The only bona fide top four guys that they have right now are Josh Morrissey and Neil Pionk, and even Morrissey took a step back last year. I think that they should trade for a defenseman sometime this year. And and just look to improve it within the next year or so. I do not like Tucker Pullman. I think that he just isn't a top four type of guy, even though he's been playing top four minutes because there's not a lot of depth. Should be a third uh, pairing D-man at best. Brian Little will be out for the season with uh, concussion issues. Had that really scary injury last year. Would not be surprised if he never plays another game in this league again. 
Hellebuck still needs to be very good in net. Uh, and uh, if he's very solid, he, the team can make the playoffs. He won the Vezina last year and is a top, certainly a top goalie in this league. They have some very good prospects in Cole Perfetti and Vilhanala. I do not think either of them are NHL ready yet, but I really liked what I saw from both of them in the World Juniors. And I think that the Jets are in the same category as the Habs. They're a bubble team. I think they can sneak in if they have a very good year, but only if that. Now we're going to shift gears and move to the East Division. First up, we have the Boston Bruins. They went 44-14-12, good for 100 points last year. They won the President's Trophy and got eliminated by the Lightning in the second round last year. I don't think the Bruins are going to have as good of a season as they did last year. They lost both Dano Chara and Tori Krug on the blue line. While Chara is old, he still uh, was a solid D-man. Uh, still uh, very physical. But Tori Krug is a big, big, big loss. He ran the power play. He was very good at that. And he provided some really nice offense from uh the decor. Uh, I do think that Charlie McAvoy and Matt Grizzlick both need to step up big time because there is not a lot of blue line depth after him, after those two. Uh, they have Brandon Carlo, Connor Clifton, Jeremy Lazone, and John Moore, but none of them are, except for Carlo, are solid D men. David Pasternak will be out until February because he had off-season hip surgery. And Marshand is coming off hip surgery. Could be, or coming off hernia surgery. I sorry. But he might be back back soon. I honestly don't know. They added depth forwards Craig Smith and Greg McKegg. Should both be bottom six guys. Both grinders can provide secondary scoring at their best. But Rask and Halak are both getting old, and they both need to very good in order for them to make a deep run. They're still a contender. I do not have them pegged as winning that the East Division, but certainly will... Uh, certainly missing the playoffs for this team will be a disappointment. Next up, we have the Buffalo Sabres. Last year, they went 30, 31, and 8, good for 68 points, and missed the playoffs. They added Taylor Hall on a one-year deal, which I think is more of a prove-it deal. He will be on the top line, and... Uh, hopefully he can be a very good forward for that team. Would be a nice compliment to Eichel if he can get stuff going. 
Uh, they also added Eric Stahl in a trade with the Wild and Cody Eakin. Uh, Jeff Skinner really, really needs to step up and lives up to, and he really needs to live up to the contract that the Sabres gave him in the 2019 offseason. It was eight years, uh, nine million per. And last year, he did not have a good season at all. Dylan Cousins, he looked extremely good in the World Juniors. I think he was Team Canada's best player, and it wasn't even that close. He should make the roster. It will be very important that this team develops him properly because he can be that type of guy who can be a top center in this league. He would make a very uh, good one-two punch with Jack Eichel in uh, the next few years if things start going well. The D needs to, needs to take a step forward, however. Rasmus Ristolainen is overrated. He is not that good. I think he needs to focus more on his defensive game because that's really bringing him down. I think Rasmus Dahlin is going to be a rock on this blue line for a very long time. And he should be very fun to watch over the years. Uh, both Colin Miller and Brandon Montour need to bounce back. They don't necessarily need to provide a lot of scoring, but they just need to be uh, anchors defensively. I think that in that, Carter Hudden and Lena Salmark is just a mediocre tandem. Hudden's getting old. He's been dealing with some vision problems, and he just needs to be able to be somewhat solid in net in order for them to even have a chance of making the playoffs. I personally have them pegged as a bottom uh, two team in this division. Next up, we have the New Jersey Devils. They went 28, 29, and 12 and had 68 points and missed the playoffs last year. I expect both Heischer and Hughes to take another step with increased roles. Should be a good one-two punch down the middle. I really liked how they added Andreas Janssen via trade. He should also be a top six winger on this team. He didn't really get a big as big as of a chance as he probably would have liked in Toronto, just because of all the big guys out there. But he should be a very solid forward. They recently re-signed Jesper Bratt to a two-year deal worth two point seven five million annually. He should also be a solid forward on this team. I think that uh, he provides some nice secondary scoring and 
he should be fun to watch. Uh, the D looks brutal. Even with uh, the acquisitions of Ryan Murray and Sammy Vatanen, I think that Murray's okay, but he has a lot of trouble staying healthy. And Vatanen has regressed since his time in Anaheim when he was a top-pairing D-man. Subban, I'm just going to say it very blunt. He sucks. He cares way more about his off-ice image uh, than his on-ice play. And he needs to start focusing on it or uh, or else he might be forced out of New Jersey. Will Butcher keeps on regressing. He showed a lot of promise in his rookie year, which was the year that they made the playoffs. Taylor Hall won MVP. It's still okay, but he needs to be better. And Damon Severson is just okay but he's been playing top pairing minutes because they don't have anyone else. The goaltending situation is a shit show. Blackwood is a good goalie. He had solid numbers last year while playing on a brutal levels team. They signed Corey Crawford uh, to a contract in the offseason. And last week, he ended up taking a leave of absence and ended up announcing his retirement on Saturday. We'll talk more about that later, but that really left a black hole uh, in net. They did pick up Eric Comrie on waivers today. However, he is... Not a very good goalie. He has only played eight NHL games and has very little NHL experience. He should probably be on the taxi squad. And Scott Wedgwood, who is also a career AHLer, but has a little bit more NHL experience. He has played 24 games in the NHL, including 20 with the Coyotes in the 2017-18 season. Uh, he should be the backup, but it's going to be a long year for the Devils. Lindy Ruff was a bad hire. As a Ranger fan who watched the defense a lot, which he was responsible for. Our defense was awful all three years that he was an assistant with us. He is not cut out to coach in today's NHL. And I think the Devils could have hired someone way better than, than Lindy Ruff. I think they're going to be the uh, last place in the East. Next up, we have the New York Islanders. Last year, they uh, had uh, they were 35, 23, and 10. They had 80 points, and they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
this team, especially with Barry Trotz, is very defensively minded. They win a lot of one nothing, two one games, and they just re-signed Matt Barzell to a three-year contract worth twenty-one million, uh, seven million AAV. He, they, uh, I think that Barzell is a very good forward, has a lot of promise, uh, is a very very elite player. But he definitely does not fit in to Trotz's system. There's been a lot of rumors of them clashing, and I don't know. I think that on the back end, Ryan Pulak and Adam Pellick are a very underrated deep pairing. Uh, Pulak is good on the power play, has a very hard shot, and is just solid overall. Pelic is more of an anchor, but can provide a little bit of scoring. Uh, they have a lot of bottom six guys who aren't getting any younger. Clutterbuck's 33, Sezikis is 29, and Martin, who they just re-signed to a four-year, $6 million deal, is uh, also 31. Uh... Johnny Boychuk was forced to retire this offseason because of an eye injury he suffered last year. I still think this team uh, is very defensive, mi- defensively minded, even though they have uh, some very solid forwards, Barzell, Lee, Bailey, Peugeot, Eberly, Brock Nelson. And Varlamov and Sorokin should be a solid tandem in net. I'm excited to see what Ilya Sorokin can do for this team. Uh, They should be a middle-of-the-pack team in this division. And I do expect them to make the playoffs this year. Next up, we have my favorite team, the New York Rangers. They went 37 28 and 5 last year, and they had 20, uh, 79 points. They got swept out of the qualifying round by the Hurricanes. They are still the, the youngest team in the league and should be focusing on developing their young guns Lafreniere, Kako, K. Andre Miller, Philip Heedle, Julian Godier, Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren. Uh, Panarin and Zibanejad are two of the uh, two top forwards in this league. <clears throat> I think that splitting them up last year was the right move, and they will be continued to split up this year. They uh, splitting the big boys up provides a lot more depth and makes the top two lines. Uh, very, very hard to defend against. Uh, they still have very good glue guys like Buchnevich and Strom who can provide that secondary scoring. Uh, Tony D'Angelo uh, should have a very good season offensively. We'll run that first power play unit. 
uh, but uh, needs to get better in his own zone, especially considering he is being paired with either Brendan Smith or Jack Johnson, who are who neither of them are very good. They both are awful, to say the least. Luckily, both of those guys are free agents after that year, after this year. Fox and Lindgren should be a very good top pairing. Uh, they showed a lot of promise last year, and I'm excited to see what they can do this year. They also added Kevin Rooney, should be a fourth liner, depth forward. Igor Shosturkin is the Rangers goalie of the future, and Alexander Georgiev, uh, alongside Shosturkin, will form a very solid tandem. They are probably a bubble team for now, but more importantly, their young guys need to take a big step forward this year. Next up, we have the Philadelphia Flyers. Last year, they went 41-21-7 with 89 points, and they lost to the Islanders in the second round. I expect this team to be a top team in the East. They are virtually the same team as last year. However, they also get Oscar Lindblom back. He showed a lot of promise last year before he got cancer, and it should be very nice to have him back. Also, Nolan Patrick, who missed all of last year with migraine issues, is coming back. He should play a big role, and I'm excited to see what he can do. He's looked pretty good so far in training camp. I think their D is also solid. Provorov is a very good defenseman. I would like to see Gostas Bear take a step forward because... He had a few very good seasons and has taken a step back and kind of regressed in the past few years. But Carter Hart should continue to develop into an elite goalie. He is the he's definitely uh, the goalie of the future for this franchise, and it should be fun to see what he can do. Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last year, they went 40-23-6 with 80 points. They lost in the qualifying round to the Montreal Canadiens. Their contention window is closing very rapidly. They got rid of Matt Murray, Patrick Hornquist, and Nick Bugstad all via trade. They do not have a lot of center depth after Crosby and Malkin. Uh, But they also have other good scoring scoring forwards, such as Gensel and Zucker and Kasperi Kapanen, who they also added via trade. Uh, Tristan Jari uh, should be a dependable starter. He was an all-star last year. Showed a lot of potential and uh, should be the number one going forward. Uh, they are a bit top-heavy. They do not have 
a lot of forward depth. Defense-wise, they still have Latang, who is getting up there in age. Marcus Pedersen is a very solid defenseman. And John Marino, who they just re-signed to a six-year contract worth $4.4 million annually, should be uh, very good for this team going forward. Uh, they also added uh, free agents Cody CC and Mark Jans- Jankowski. Both of them should not be playing uh, giant roles, should just be depth. And they also added Mike Matheson and Colton Sevier in the Hornquist trade. And I did not like that move at all for the Penguins. I thought that uh, they got very little in return for a very good forward. And uh, they should be a bubble team this year. I would not be surprised if they miss their playoffs and break their playoff streak this year. Next up for our last team in the East, we have the Washington Capitals. They went 41, 20 and eight good for 90 points last year. And they lost in the first round to the Islanders. They added mostly depth guys this year. They added Dano Chara, Connor Sheary, Justin Schultz, and Trevor Van Riemsdyk. They also signed Henrik Lundqvist, who unfortunately uh, has to miss the season. Underwent heart surgery last week. Uh, and that does not leave them with uh Great goalie depth after Ilya Samsonov, who should be the starter of the future. He uh, showed great potential last year, and I think he can be solid for this team. Their core is getting older, and uh, I think their depth needs to step up this year. Guys like Lars Eller, Carl Haglin, Connor Sheary, Brendan Dillon, Nick Nick Jensen, the, that those types of guys, they all need to step up this year in order for them to be legit contenders. However, I do like Peter Peter Laviolette as a coach. He has a proven track record. He, even though he's only won one cup, he is still a very successful coach in the NHL, and I like what he brings to the table. Moving on to the Central Division. Moving on to the Central Division. Our first team is the Carolina Hurricanes. Last year, they went 38-25-5, good for 81 points, and lost to the Bruins in the first round. This team should be a very good team. The top line of Aho, Svechnikov, and Taravainen is a very good top line. Definitely a bit underrated, but they're still an elite top line. They have a very good middle six, including Nino Niederreiter, Nino Niederreiter, Vincent Trocek, 
Martin Natchez and Jesper Faust, who they picked up in free agency. Their only real loss was Trevor Van Riemsdyk, who I think uh, started seeing less and less time, especially with guys like Brett Pesci and Dougie Hamilton, who are two very good defensemen. The pairing of Jacob Slavin and Brett Pesci is very underrated. Slavin is very good defensively and can also provide a nice scoring touch. And Pesci as well can is good offensively, pretty solid defensively. It's just a very, very hard pair to play against. The only issue that I really have with this team is James Reimer and Peter Morazic is just an okay tandem. I think that they both need to play very well in order for this team to make a deep playoff run, but I still expect them to be a top two team in this division. Next up, I have the Chicago Blackhawks. Last year, they went 32-30-8, good for 72 points. They lost to Vegas in the first round last year. I expect this to be a very long year for the Blackhawks. I expect them to struggle immensely. With Jonathan Taze out with an undisclosed illness, Kirby Dock out with the wrist injury, and Alexine... Alex Nylander out with uh, after just having knee surgery. They do not have a lot of forward depth. They have very little center depth. Dylan Strom, who I think is a solid 2C, has to slot in as the top line center. He, I still think he needs to prove himself, but he's still pretty solid. They have zero secondary scoring after Kane, DeBrinket, and Strom, other than Dominic Kubalik, who was a 30-goal scorer last year, but uh, he also doesn't create a lot of offense for other people. Adam Boquist needs to step up. I'd like to see him develop further, but Duncan Keith will still need to be an anchor on D, even as he's getting up there in age. He is 37. They have a huge goaltending problem, as both Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban are both career backups uh, slash AHLers. Neither of them are proven starters. And even though they just signed uh, Jeremy Colleton to uh, a two-year extension, Today, I expect them to be a bottom feeder in this division. Very long year, and it'll just be tough. Next up, we have the Columbus Blue Jackets. Last year, they went 33-22-15, good for 81 points. They should be a middle-of-the-road team. I think that Dubois and Bjorkstrand are very good forwards. And 
they should be relied a lot upon heavily. They added Max Domi via trade, and they brought Mikhail Grigorenko over from Russia. They should add some nice secondary scoring, and it'll be interesting to see what Grigorenko can do after coming over from Russia, where he was for a few years. Did not have the best tenure his first time in the NHL. I think that Cam Atkinson, Seth Jones, and Max Domi should all look to bounce back. I think that Jones and Wierenski is still a very good top D pair and should be relied upon heavily. But also David Savard and Vlad Gavrikov are a very solid uh, second pair. I think that they're very good defensively and can be uh, relied upon when they need to be. I also think that the tandem of Corpusalo and Elvis Merzlikens is very good, and I expect this team to make the playoffs maybe as like the three or four seed. Next up, we have the Dallas Stars. They went 37 24 and 8, good for 82 points before losing to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the finals. They are very good defensively. John Klingberg and Miro Haskinen are two elite D men. I think that Klingberg uh, is looking to bounce back. I think he took a little bit of a step back last year. Jamie Luxiak and Esselandell are also solid top four defensemen. However, up front, Tyler Sagan, uh, who had hip surgery, is out until April. And Ben Bishop, who had knee surgery, is out until March. I think Hudobin and Ottinger need to hold the fort until Bishop returns. I was very impressed by Hudobin in the playoffs but Ottinger is unproven. And it should be interesting to see what those two do in net this year. I was really impressed by Denis Gurionov last year. I thought he had a great season. Was a 20-goal scorer. And he should be fun to watch. Good secondary scoring depth. I still think they're very deep, especially uh, with wingers and D-men. And they should be a three or a four in the central, I think. Next up, we have the Detroit Red Wings. Last year, they were downright awful, going 17, 49, and 5 with 39 points. They have a solid top line in Tyler Bertuzzi, Dylan Larkin, and Anthony Manta. They also added some more depth. Vlad Nemesnikov, Bobby Ryan, Troy Stetcher, Mark Stahl, who I think got a lot of heat, including for me in New York. But I don't think he's terrible. He just had a bad contract and is in the final year of that contract. 
I think that they will still be uh, near the bottom of the league, even as they added Thomas Grice, who should be solid in net alongside Bernier. But they have nowhere to go but up. Last year was rock bottom for them. And it'll be interesting to see what Stevie Y can do with this team in the next few years. Maybe build them back up to contender status. Moving on to Sunrise, Florida, where we have the Panthers. Last year, they went 35-26-8, good for 78 points, and lost to the Islanders in the qualifying round. I expect the Panthers to take a step back this year. While they still have Huberto and Barkov, who are still their big boys, they lost top six forwards, Mike Kaufman, Evgeny Dadanov, and Vincent Trocek. They don't have a lot of scoring depth, but I did like how they brought in both Anthony Duclair and Patrick Hornquist. I think that Hornquist will be... Solid second line forward will also be good net front on the power play where he's really excelled recently. And Duclair, I like what I've seen from him, but he just needs to show consistency. I think Ekblad and Uyghur will be relied upon very heavily. They are both solid D-men. And they're both still pretty young. They there's they're they're good D men. And I think Ekblad will quarterback the first power play. That's what I've been hearing out of their training camp. Yens is still solid, but apparently Q has been uh putting him on like the third pairing, not a lot of uh, opportunity there for him. And as much as I love Jens, I think that his Ironman streak is going to be over this year. Bobrovsky must bounce back. Last year, he was not a $10 million goalie. He was much worse than that, and he was losing starts to Chris Drieger, who... No one had even heard of before last year. He needs to be better. At best, the Panthers are a fringe playoff team. Next up, moving on to the Music City, we have the Predators. Last year, they went 35-26-8, good for 78 points. Same exact record as the Panthers. Their window has closed extremely quickly. I was not expecting it to close this quick. Uh, They lost Kyle Turris, Craig Smith, Nick Bonino, and Austin Watson. They're big boys. Philip Forsberg, Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, Victor Arvinson, Matt Grand, or Mikhail Granlund. They all need to bounce back. All of them have regressed in recent years. And in order for this team to be good, they need to step up. I like how they brought in 
Eric Holla and Luke Cunnan. They can be very. They can be uh, good depth forwards. Uh, I also liked how they picked up Mark Borowiecki, good shutdown defenseman. He will be uh, probably uh, second, third pairing D, and he brings a nice edge to his game. Pecorine is getting old. He has fallen off a cliff in recent years, and Yusei Soros needs to step up. I would not be shocked if this team misses the playoffs this year. They haven't looked good for a couple of years now, and they're just running on fumes. For the last team in the Central, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning. They lost Nikita Kucherov for the year. He had hip surgery. But they brought back guys like Mikhail Sergachev and Anthony Sorelli on very team-friendly deals, which is good because that means they can stick around for a lot longer and they are still one of the best teams in the league. Steven Stamkos is going to be healthy and... uh. Both Braden Point and Victor Hedman are still elite players. They are going to be looking to win this division. And they are very deep, both offensively and defensively. Uh, some examples are Blake Coleman, Barclay Goodrow, Patrick Maroon, Eric Chernak, and even Ryan McDonough, who... I don't think as a third-pairing lefty, but he's kind of become that. He's still a very good defenseman. While they lost Kevin Shattenkirk and Cedric Paquette, they're still very deep. And I also expect Cal Foote, Adam Foote's son, to have a solid rookie season this year. In net, Vasilevsky, still one of the best goalies in this league. He's going to be a rock. And McElhaney is a reliable backup when needed. Moving on to our final division, the West Division. First up, we have the Anaheim Ducks. Last year, they went 23, 33, and 9. Good for 67 points. And they missed the playoffs. They're still very young. I feel like. This year is going to be a big development years for guys like Troy Terry, Sam Steele, Max Jones, and Trevor Zegers. But I think that Zegers should be a top six guy by the end of the year. I really liked how they brought in Shankirk. He had a very nice bounce back year with the Lightning last year. And he should be an anchor on that blue line alongside Cam Fowler and Hampus Lindholm. I think that Ryan Getzlaff is getting up there in years and is a free agent after this year. He will still be a top, uh, one of the two top centers this year. I think that Adam Henrique is also very underrated. 
but job John Gibson should be very good in net, even though the team in front of him is not that great. But this team should be near the bottom of the division. Next up, we have the Arizona Coyotes. Last year, they went 33-29-8, good for 74 points, and they lost to the Avs in the first round. They always seem to be a mediocre team. I don't know what's up with them, but they seem to be on the upswing, but I think they took a step back. Kessel disappointed last year, and he needs to have a bounce-back season. They also gave up too much for Taylor Hall last year, and Ekman Larson also regressed last year. He... Uh, was an elite defenseman in this league for uh, quite some time. But I feel like he's just fallen off a cliff lately. He needs to bounce back. Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz also need to start producing more. I think that Connor Garland and Christian Dvorak were very pleasant surprises last year, and they should both take a step forward. I think both are solid top six guys. I think they should focus on developing Barrett Hayden. I would not like to see a top five pick for them go to waste. But Kemper needs to play very well, certainly the level that he played at last year, for them to have a good chance. They also need to stay healthy for them to even consider making the playoffs next up we have the colorado avalanche last year they went 42 20 and 8 good for 92 points and they lost to the stars in the second round i'm gonna try and not go on a tangent about how good this team is because they are one of the best teams in the league And I could go on and on and on about it. But I'll keep it simple just for the sake of this podcast. Nathan McKinnon is the best player in the NHL right now, in my opinion. I know I'll get a lot of heat for that. But if you've looked at the way that he's played, the way that he's carried his team when guys around him like Landis Gog and Rantanen and some of the other guys have gone down with injury is just incredible. Him, Landeskog, and Rantanen, best top line in the league. Joe Sackick is probably the best GM in this league. He keeps pushing the right buttons, getting both Brandon Saad and Devon in trades. They gave up... Nikita Zadorov in that sod deal. And they gave up a few picks in the Taze deal. They are incredibly deep. JT Comfer, Valerie Nachushkin, even guys like Tyson Jost can provide secondary scoring from the bottom six. Uh, and... Uh, just 
add to the uh, offense that this team has. On the backhand, Kale McCarr is going to be amazing. Him and Graves made a very solid top pairing last year, and it should be very exciting to see what these those two can do. I think Samuel Gerard is still very, very young and is a very solid top D, uh, top four D-man. And like I said, Devontae's is good offensively. Probably isn't going to get a ton of power play time like he did uh, on Long Island, but he can add a nice scoring touch as well. EJ is very... Eric Johnson is also very solid defensively. I don't know if Bowen Byram's going to... Uh, get a lot of playing time this year if he's going to play in Colorado or in the AHL or he's going to go back to the dub if they do play. But that's only because of the D-depth. They are a top two team in the West alongside Vegas. Uh, And if there's anything, they finish any lower than that, I think it's going to be a disappointment for this team. I also think they can easily go on to win the cup if everyone stays healthy. Next up, we have the LA Kings. Uh, Last year, they went 29, 35, and 6. They had 64 points and missed the playoffs. They do not look good this year. While they have a ton of uh, highly regarded prospects, such as Byfield, Turcotte, Kaliev, Bjornfoot, they just aren't NHL ready. Byfield, I think, was solid at the World Juniors, but like I said earlier in the podcast, he was overshadowed by some of the older guys on that team. I was really impressed by both Turcotte and Kaliev, but I still think they need time. Uh, their core, Kopitar, Brown, Carter, Dowdy, they just keep getting older. And their production has all fallen in, few, in the past few years. And it's going to be a long year and Drew Doughty has not been playing up to his eight year, $11 million contract or $88 million contract. And I think he is incredibly overrated quick, still solid, but you never know. They're going to miss the playoffs. Next up is the Minnesota wild. They had a pretty busy offseason, adding Cam Talbot, who should start a net right away. Uh, Nick Benino, Nick Bugstad, and Marcus Johansson, all in trades. They got rid of Devin, du- Devin Dubnik, Eric Stahl, Miko Koivu, Ryan Donato, and Luke Cunnan. Zuccarello is out indefinitely with... Uh, an arm injury. He had surgery last month. Karel Kaprizov should make an immediate impact, and I'm very excited to see what he can do this year. 
Kevin Fiala has also looked good over the past few seasons, and he's developed into a very solid forward. I think the D is pretty good. I was very happy when Jared Spurgeon, when Jared Spurgeon got the C. I think he deserved it. I think he's their best D-man. Highly, highly underrated. And definitely makes a huge impact on that back end. Ryan Suter, yes, he's 35, but he's still very solid. Even though his production might uh, is down from previous years. Uh, Kapo Kakanen, uh, will be the backup to start the season because, uh, Alex Daylock is out. Uh, Talbot needs to be more consistent, but if he's consistent and everyone stays healthy, uh, I think they could sneak in as like a four seed. Next, we got the San Jose Sharks. Last year, they were 29, 36, and 5. Good for 63 points. They were brutal last year. Everyone took a step back. They need all of their guys to bounce back, especially guys like Kachur, Meyer, and Hurdle, who should all be top top six forwards. They added Ryan Donato in the trade with Devin Dubnik. Uh, I hope that he develops into a solid forward. He definitely has promise, but nothing's guaranteed. Their decor is aging and very weak. What was considered a top D decor uh, just two years ago with Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, and Mark Edward Edward Vlasic. Uh, they've just pretty much all fallen off a cliff except for Burns. Uh, I think goaltending is a shit show, to put it nicely. Both Martin Jones and Devin Dubnik were awful last year, and it's going to be another long year for this team. Next, we have the St. Louis Blues. Last year, they went 42-19-10. and 10. Uh, good for 94 points, but lost in the first round to the Canucks. They lost Alex Petrangelo, who was definitely their best D-man. Uh, but they added Tori Krug, who is a power play specialist, but not great defensively. Pareko needs to step up and be an anchor on that back end. I still think he is very solid. They also would like to see Justin Falk uh, bounce back. They also added Mike Hoffman, who should still be a top scoring forward, especially with Tarasenko out. No one knows how he's going to be after having two soldier surgeries. Uh, Jordan Bennington should still have a good season. He definitely took a step back last year, but not a lot, and he was still very solid. Uh, but he will be relied up upon more, especially with Jake Allen gone and Veli Husso uh, being unproven at the NHL level. I think that Vince Dunn is very underrated. I was happy to see him get locked up for another year because 
Uh, he's just shown a lot of promise. Their forward group's still mostly the same except for Hoffman. I was also very happy to see Ryan O'Reilly get the C. I think that he is clearly the heart and soul of this team. Played a huge role in their cup run. And just widely respected by the by all the guys on that team. I think they're going to be the three seed behind Vegas and Colorado. But uh, they should still definitely make the playoffs. Last but not least, we have the Vegas Golden Knights. They should win this division or come in second. There's no question. They are very deep. They have two very good D-men in Alex Petrangelo and Shea Theodore, who has been one of the more underrated D-men over the past few years. Their forward group is also very deep. Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty, William Carlson, Jonathan Marcherso, Riley Smith. Their only big loss was Paul Stasny via trade on up front. They also lost Nate Schmidt on D. Uh, but this team's in a very good place. I think Alex Tuck will also continue to provide nice secondary scoring. Florian Leonard should be a very good goalie tandem. They're still, they're both very, very solid goalies. And like I said, if they don't come in first or second in this division, it'll be considered a disappointment for them. They are easily one of the top uh, teams in the league, and they can make a very deep playoff run. So... That wraps up all my uh, team predictions. Let me know if you agree, disagree, how you feel about it. As always, feedback is incredibly appreciated. I love getting feedback. I love trying to find ways to get better, especially for someone who's brand new to this. I'm very excited to start this and... I am just looking forward to continuing on this podcast journey. Moving on to just general NHL news, there were a bunch of signings over the past week. The uh, Blues signed Mike Hoffman to a one-year $4 million contract. Uh, the Islanders signed Matt Martin to a four-year, $6 million contract worth $1.5 million annually. The Islanders also signed Barzell to a three-year contract worth $7 million annually. The Devils signed Jesper Bratt to a two-year contract worth $2.75 million each year. Uh, the Sabres signed Riley Shahan to a one-year $700,000 deal. The Islanders signed uh, Andy Green to a one-year $700,000 deal. Uh, the Devils also signed Sammy Vatanen to a one-year $2 million deal. The Predators signed Luke Cunnan to a two-year contract worth $2.3 million annually. The Blackhawks signed Dylan Strom to a 
uh, two-year contract worth three million annually. The Columbus Blue Jackets signed Bjorkstrand to a uh, five-year contract worth five point four million dollars annually. That kicks in after this year, so he will be a free agent in twenty twenty-six. Uh, the Penguins signed John Marino to a six-year extension worth $4.4 million annually. The Jackets also locked up Pierre-Luc Dubois to a two-year contract worth $5 million annually. Uh, the uh, Blue Jackets also signed Delzato, Michael Delzato to a one-year $700,000 contract. And also, we'd like to send out uh, best wishes. Best, I'd also like to send out uh, wishes for a speedy recovery for Henrik Lundqvist. He underwent open heart surgery last week. As someone from New York, a goalie who has idolized Hank his whole life, or my, who has idolized Hank my whole life, I just really wish him. Uh, nothing but the best, and I just hope he lives a ha- happy, healthy life. Like, that's all I'm asking for right now. Uh, in other news, Jay Bomeister announced his retirement yesterday. He uh, collapsed on the bench uh, last year and had to be brought back via the defib- defibrillator. He... Uh, was a very solid D-man in the league for many, many years. He played 1,240 NHL games with the Panthers, Flames, and Blues. And he won a Stanley Cup in in 2019 with the Blues. I was very happy for him because he was a guy that had been in the league for a really long time. And... He was just one of those guys that was loved by everyone and uh, just nothing but the best for him. Wish him the best of luck in retirement. Also, Corey Crawford announced his retirement like I touched on earlier. He uh, had uh, won two cups in 2013 and 2015 with the Blackhawks. He was really... I think he was underrated in net because of the guys that were in front of him. But he was very, very solid playing uh, 488 games over parts of 14 14 seasons in the league. He... uh, I enjoyed him watching him play. I uh, thought those Blackhawks teams were very fun to watch. He was certainly a huge part of them. And just wish Crow the best in retirement as well. Uh, yesterday, Gary Bettman said something very interesting. He says that he said that the league expects well over $1 billion in losses this year. And it would certainly be cheaper for them to not play this year. He said that uh, he's doing this for the players, for the fans, just for everyone out there who wants hockey, which I'm sure everyone 
which I'm sure everyone does. I think that he made the right call. The NHL is trying to play a season. Even uh, as they've already had one outbreak, the Stars uh, had to postpone their first three games and will not be able to play until January 19th because of a COVID outbreak on their, uh, for them. I am extremely excited for the season, and I know you guys all are too. In other news, the Boston Bruins announced today that they will be retiring Willie O'Ree's number 22 on February 18th. He was the first black player in the NHL, and while he only played 45 games, his impact was a lot larger than that. His impact is a lot larger than that. He uh, is definitely a pioneer, and while... Uh, he's, uh, getting it not because of his achievements as a player, but his achievements as a builder, a pioneer for the game, just like the same way he got into the hall of fame a few years ago. He certainly deserves it. So congrats, Willie. Yesterday, a Vander Kane declared chapter seven bankruptcy, claiming $26.8 million in loss and losses. He uh, has a $1.5 million gambling loss last year. He has seven family dependents that live with him. Six active suits, including a lawsuit that was filed by Centennial Bank last year, seeking $8.3 million. He is losing $91,000 a month. He has a $1.2 million line of credit to Sure Sports, and he has a counterclaim against a woman worth $1.88 million uh, in a 2016 battery suit. This is just crazy. Like, he signed a seven year, $7 million, or seven year, $49 million contract just two years ago, and uh, he is now $26 million in debt. Like, I just don't get how someone falls that far into debt, into debt. Anyway, just wish him the best. One of the reasons why, it's probably one of the reasons why he wanted to fight Logan Paul so bad, but... Now he just needs money more than ever. So I still want to see him fight Logan, but who knows if it'll ever happen. Uh, anyway, moving on to non-hockey stuff. The NFL playoffs this weekend was kind of crazy. Let's start off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> That was embarrassing. Going down 28 nothing in the first quarter. I don't know how many of you guys saw my Stephen A. Smith-style video just mocking them, but it was just hysterical. I was really happy that the Browns won their first playoff game since 1994. And they're a very solid team. 
I also thought the Seahawks played like shit on Saturday. I think the Rams, who were dealing with a bunch of injuries, Wolford, Goff, even Aaron Donald, who left yesterday or left the game, they uh, the Rams played well, and the Seahawks just I think underestimated them, kind of like the way that they underestimated the Giants this year. I was really impressed by the way the Bills played. I think that they have a shot at uh, going to the Super Bowl. I did not watch much of the Bears game, the Bears-Saints game, but the Saints won that. And I'm also rooting for Drew Brees. I want him to go out with a bang. I think that the uh, Ravens-Titans game was fun. Didn't watch a lot of that one either, but uh, the Ravens won, and I just thought that was also overall a pretty good game. And yeah, overall, it was just a fun weekend filled with football, gearing up for hockey, and I'm just stoked for the season. So, yeah, that'll do it. Thanks a lot. Any feedback would be incredibly appreciated. And I really uh, would like to thank all of you guys for just giving me the support. And thank you for listening. So, peace out.